Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. On this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, I am joined by a man who has many accolades. Most recently, he is one of the newest members of the SRG Universe Hall of Fame from King Show Wrestling KSW. I present to you the man many of you may know as Sir Chester the Jester, Philip Armistead. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, for a lot of new people coming in, they might not be aware of the legendary and the infamous KSW. How did the KSW get started? Oh man, uh, well for me, I was a uh, I was one year late to the the Three Kings, uh, King Pink, King Cold, and uh, King Greatness went to Super Show. Went to uh, Gen Con, I believe it was 2015. Uh, found the game there and fell in love. They were, they went there to play uh, Raw Deal. Didn't like how the new rules were going. Found Did a demo with uh, Steve Risk himself, I believe, and fell in love. They brought it back, showed me, and I guess it's all history after that. So that's how you first came into the game. The Three Kings brought it back to the hometown of Russellville, Kentucky. Oh uh, yeah, and me and uh, a, uh-huh. me and King Pink were actually roommates at the time. Okay, and uh, he went with them, came back, showed me the game. I loved it, played it. Uh, I wasn't actually as far in love. I actually went to uh, Gen Con the next year with them to play in the tag teams, but my main purpose was uh, Pokemon. Uh, I lost in that and then played in the tags with King Pink. We made top eight and I fell in love. You've had a lot of success at uh, Gen Con. I believe, was it you and uh, Mike Riot that formed the... Yeah, uh, yeah, 2017 Tornado Tag Champions, yeah. That's right, the yeah, Joint Tornado had, Tag uh, Champions. Yeah, yeah, we, we are co-champions, actually, if you ask us. Uh, I ended up winning the match officially, I guess, if you look back. But uh, we, uh, I, that is when uh, I had a little defecture to, also, uh, to uh, New Zealand to join the Kiwis for a minute with the titles. And then you've been a fixture in KSW. I know at one point you were the general manager. What was it like running the uh, the KSW as general manager? Uh, uh, I was. I probably enjoyed it more than anybody else. Uh, all the other people wasn't a big fan. I couldn't really bring in the big matches. I believe I tried to get uh, Queen Elizabeth to fight Greatness at one point. And Bigfoot versus King Cold, if I'm not mistaken. But obviously that didn't work out. <laughs> no, you did it get uh, you did get general manager John Clace to come down there. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A couple times had uh, John Wolverino, too, play for my team during a slap bet tournament. That's right. I remember the, uh, the... How did the slap bet tournament come around? How'd that come about? <laughs> it's been a uh, long it... time, and you just refreshed my memory about that. What was... What was that for people who are completely unfamiliar with this? <laughs> well, uh, actually, it came from uh, the show uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, we used to be big fans of that show and watch it all the time. When uh, on the show they had a uh, slap bet episode, and me and Zach thought it would be cool to do a slap bet. And the more slap bets we did, the more views we got on it. And we, I believe we did four, if I'm not mistaken. I believe I lost every one of them. So. Oh, that's a. Uh, that's hard to hear. Well, it it happens. <laughs> Take your blows as they come, I guess. But. Yeah. Any uh, any slap bets in the future, or is that are you kind of retired from the slap bet game? Uh, there we've never totally said that they're done. We've talked about it throughout the years. It's just uh, schedules now working out to where we could get together. Now, since you brought up the how I met your mother. Well, as many of the listeners may know, Brian Schmidt's competitor in the game, Brian Waitford Schmidt, is based on the uh, Neil Patrick Harris character, uh, Barney Stinson, from that. Do you, think, do you think that we could see KSW bring Brian Schmidt into the slap bet? I see no – if Brian Schmidt wants to come down and do a slap bet, he is more than welcome to stay at my house at any time. I have, a, I have a room with a bed for him. We will we'll fully air it, and I would love it. It would be fun. Any plans? Because I know you guys will travel to Gen Con to maybe bring the slap bet to Gen Con. Well, uh, there was a uh, – at one point we wanted to do it there, uh, but we uh, – we never fully talked it out with Steve Risk, and uh, we weren't sure about the violence and if all that would affect no, the understand. ratings of everything. No, I understand that. Yeah, we'll just, uh, that's, yeah, there's definitely been some sensitivity about that. But yeah, it was definitely, we were definitely talking about it in uh, 2018 or 19, I don't remember, but it was definitely a big thing that we were talking about doing at Gen Con. Speaking of Gen Con, do you have any plans to come back this year? I don't believe you were there last year. I was not there this year uh, because of COVID and everything and yeah. all that. And like I said, uh, KSW, we've all uh, got our own separate careers. So time constraints are a big thing now. So it's kind of hard to just say something out of the blue. It would have to be planned in long term. I'm, but, uh, I'm not saying it's totally out of the question. I would, I really miss everybody, and the community is definitely the best I've ever been a part of, for sure, by any stage. Like I said, I played Pokemon, Heroclix, and all that, and um, this is the game I've held on to longer than ever. I listened to your podcast I've, at work the other day, actually. Thank, thank you for listening. And since we're Something else I want to bring up because I don't know how many people know this because it was a very limited run. I believe it was convention exclusive. You have your own competitor in the game. Chester the Jester is a competitor set you can play as in Super Show the Game. Yes. How did, yeah, uh, Chester the Jester, yeah. 
how did that come about? How did you uh, end up getting in the game? Uh, honestly, uh, uh, King Cold already had his competitor made, and uh, he bought a spot in the Rumble one year and won. And instead of making another character, we wanted to get all of KSW made, and he chose me since I was next in line and decided to make my character. What was uh? How much input did you have in creating your uh, your competitor? I would say eighty five percent was all me. Uh, I wanted to be a lot more brutal. I was gonna say, uh, in order to stop a card, you must bury a card. Therefore, if you only had one card in your hand, you could not stop a card. But the playtesting group at the time said that was too brutal. So that was the only part that was taken out. Other than that. Everything was me. So remind, remind people again what your gimmick does. Oh, uh, when you stop a card, you must bury a card. So the person who st- so when the opponent stops, they bury, or when you per- when you stop, you bury. When the opponent stop, uh, if the opponent stops a card, they must bury a card. Yeah, that's a that can that that definitely can be a uh, a rough gimmick. Burial decks are always very strong. Yeah, always a favorite of mine. I kind of leaned toward that in my play style. Outside of yourself, what competitor do you like playing the most, or do you find yourself playing the most? Ooh. Uh, I still love Rising Sun. Uh, Mercenator, I still think is just as brutal as any deck. Uh, JT Dunn was a big favorite of mine. I played him a lot, and Bravo. Big fan of Bravo. If you can get the right cards for him, yeah, Bravo, very versatile. All those very, very good competitors. I've never played. I know I've never played Mercenator. I, I played Dunn. I've played Bravo. My old tag partner used to play. Was playing Grim Bravo at one point. Now that's not legal, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I would have to get an updated list on what's legal and not. It's been so long since I've played. Uh, most, most, pretty much just a couple things aren't like, aren't legal anymore. It's, the game has changed very little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I know me and, uh, me and Greatness had a great tag team at, uh, uh, Grand Gathering. Uh, yeah. Jigsaw and Aerial Lipstick, and it was, ridiculous ended up getting beat by the eventual tag team champions which i couldn't be happier for yeah let's uh let's not talk about that yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. all right but if we're gonna bring up grand gathering we have to bring up that you are the winner of the first ever grand battle at grand gathering what was that like going through the grand battle and getting all the way to the um, it was like I, I've won in big tournaments before that, but that that one is definitely the most most special to me, just because it wasn't it wasn't like Gen Con where anybody could join. It wasn't like any convention where just anybody off the street could join. I beat the best in the game all the way through, and I I wouldn't have done it without help at every table, but. It, it was that that one is definitely my number one 
and it was just great because King Pink won his chance for the title. Greatness had a great match there. Like all of us did really well, and it was it was just a great weekend altogether. Yeah, it is the Grand Gathering. The Legend of the Grand Gathering is one of the great stories of Super Show. I've it's been it's been what now three years I think. Uh, yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but yeah. With, yeah, I know. With like, going I can, on, yeah, we haven't been able to get together. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. sucks. And like I said, I, I miss everybody. But man, that that was a that was a really great weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was a great weekend. Now you played Matt Riddle in that match. I did. Yeah. Why did you decide to draft Matt Riddle? Uh, because my I believe my top four choices had already been drafted. Like okay. I had like I had like the sixty something pick, I believe. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, did- I was I was really low on the totem pole, and I, that was the only other deck I had built. And uh, at the time, me and Greatness actually worked together. We were uh, literally driving down the road, and he was reading me the characters list, and I just said Mount Riddle out loud, and he typed it in, and that's who I got drafted. Oh, so I was just a. Uh- that wasn't anything you decided to do specifically for the battle. It's just a no, deck no, you had. Total, total just, I literally was naming characters, and that was the first one he heard and typed it in, and that's what it went with. That's funny. That, that made it all the way up. I now, literally edited my deck, I believe, 20 minutes before the match. Yeah, that's, that, that's, kind, of, that's kind of crazy, but just shows just goes to show people that, you know, Competitors that you are un- unlikely competitors can go far. You know, I don't Absolutely. think any. I mean, yeah. the, the game it, involve, it involves a dice roll, but like you, anybody can win at any time. But the great competitors, like the great people in this game, can make like John Polverino can play just about any character in this game and go far. I believe King Cole can play any. I mean, he made what championship with uh oh what was his name i mean i know but he said to be the worst character in the game i can't remember his name now. was a boy howdy a lot of people think boy no uh early character uh real uh, guy uh threw money a lot uh threw money a lot High yeah World. one of the original uh real indie characters uh Oh my god, I can't remember. Ken Broadway? Ken Broadway, yeah, yeah. Brought that all the way, to, I think the first time Polverino and uh, King Cold. So that was the the, fir- the first Gen Con final that they faced? In- yeah, the first Gen Con. Uh, that's what King Cold played with. and Of course, lost Polverino with, I believe, Ultimate Warrior? I could be wrong. Yeah, with yeah it, was, it was Immortal Warrior. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was Immortal, Immortal Warrior. Yeah. The Mortal Warrior, Belinda, and himself. Yeah, yeah. Those are the three. And then... And like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not taking away from any of that, but like... I mean, John Polverino, I don't think you can argue he's... I mean, my God. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of the most accomplished players He's done by himself what KSW's done all together, just about. <laughs> yeah. He's poised to... He's had the potential If he could play to, a tag team by himself, he would do it. <laughs> yeah. I've tried. I've tried. They won't let me. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I have tried. I have signed up and been told no, you can't play with the Yeah, great stuff. player. Uh I mean Bob Dunn, Matt Nealon, Chris Pate, Ian, Steve Risk, Chad Gropek, all them guys, like they always like uh we we always I guess looked cool and calm when we were playing, but like those guys kinda made me nervous, if that makes sense. You know? No. No, I get it. They're all tough competitors to beat. I mean, I've faced a number of them. I know I've played Polverino, I've played Pate, played Nealon. I mean, Kurt, all the Louisville guys were, like, for me, like, uh, I thought I was better than them. I think the first time I played, I went, like, 4-1, and one, and I was like, we're the best in the world. And then, like, I enter a tournament and just get mopped, and I'm like, these guys are legit, you know, like. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take away uh, good players now. I've just been out of the game so long. I don't know who's playing and who's there. I'm just saying from my time playing, those guys really. No, those guys are still some of that. I mean, Polka is still a great player. Greg oh, Shockley yeah. is, yeah. is, is still great. Jacob Maynard. Oh, yeah. Know, I mean, Maynard's still a top, genius. Still top guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all those guys in, uh, in Louisville. Uh, I haven't played. I don't. I haven't played Todd Brooks, but I mean, he was the only person. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting him confused with uh, Brian Johnston. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say he's the only person to beat Kirk Polka versus his underworld during his underworld run, other than me. Right, Atlin, uh James Booker, and all those uh, Rust Belt guys, like for sure. All of them guys. Wow. Oh yeah, there's there's talent all over the place in this game. Like they they are now what we thought we were three years ago. <laughs> and I mean James Booker, I, amazing. Don't, show, don't sell your guys. Don't sell yourself short. You're still well. Uh, I'm not selling know. ourselves short, but like yeah. we we were early in the game, and like I said, them Louisville guys and the Rust Belt guys, like all them, took it to a different level. If that makes sense. Like, we, we were – I'm not taking anything away. We were good then. But, like, if you if you try to play our decks now against the decks now, it wouldn't even be close unless we just rolled everybody, you know. See, I don't, see, I don't know about that because I would say one thing about this game. I feel like, with a few exceptions, there are, there's not a huge gap between – cards three four years ago and cards now in general i mean i think some of the older 20 through 22 through 24s are just as good as the 22 through 24s now the newer uh, ones yeah uh i, I but I, I was, I'm, I'm talking about 2015 to 2016 you're talking about draw no, one yeah, for yeah, uh, if yeah, you have that, a follow-up draw one you know like yeah, That's what those, I had my deck when I won my title. You know? Yeah, th those are definitely – you're right there. Yeah, Definitely some of those early cards don't hold up as well. There are better options. No, I mean, minus the uh, Press Slam and the 718. Like, those cards were game-changing. Like, that was – like, they blew my – I was like, how do they allow this in this game? Like, that's broken. And then – like I'm, I've just grown with the game, and I was like, okay, they're not that bad, you know. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like when they first came out, it was, 
and you get hit with that, I mean, I mean, even to this day, you get hit with a seven one eight, and it's still brutal. But yeah, it's just one of those things that things come and come and go. Because yeah, I remember how huge those cards were when I started, and they don't get played that often. I think it's because the Which game is, is really shifted. I, I still think they are some of the best cards in the game. Well, I think I think a lot of it's a lot more conservative now. A lot of people they don't want to give up that stop and take the risk, right? Which, and actually, this is something that uh, some of the Kentucky players actually have influenced me to be a little more aggressive in my builds. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, and I, and I think Pink, and I, I mean, do think yeah, one of the and most aggressive players strong. ever. Yeah. Take it from a guy that's played him 110 times and probably won four. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, King Pink's you know one of the one of the great champions. In the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If not the, I mean, in my eyes, you know, I mean, there's Paul Verano and then there's King Pink. I mean, he's dead. Yeah, he's definitely in that conversation. I don't know who I'd put after Paul Verino. I think Paul Verino just you know, I mean, winning three Gen Cons in a row and having a long run. At the uh, at, as a world heavyweight champion and being this close to being the first ever Grand Slam champion, yeah. I mean, I think it's this. I think it's this week. If he wins the Underworld, he'll have been World Underworld Tag Tornado Tag and Trio. In yeah, his, I mean, it is playing live. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's the Ric Flair of our game. Like, yeah. And like I said, I can, I mean, when I first heard about him, I believe it was that first year uh, King Cole played him in the championships. And I was like, I don't like this guy. Like, you can't (laughs) be that good at everything, you know? And like, he wins the championship. And like, I've never talked to him before this. Never spoken a word to him, nothing. And he wins the championship. And I go over to shake his hand. And he's on the phone with his daughter letting her know that he won the championship. And I was just like, I'm such an asshole. You know? <laughs> like, oh, and I, oh, I shake oh, his hand. Oh. I shake his hand. I congratulate him. I'm like, oh, yeah. You potty mouth on my show. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, I got to edit that. I apologize. We keep, we keep it G here. I <laughs> know. Uh, uh, I'm very sorry about that. That's all right. Just got to but the beeps are coming back. I haven't had to do any. I haven't had to do beeps that much ever since, <laughs> ever, ever since I lost my broadcast partner. I haven't had to do beeps. Well, okay. Old feelings I, coming I, back. I get it. Look, we just be glad we don't make you pay for bits on the show. There's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no five. There's no five dollar fine. Well, that's you're good. In, you're in. You're in the clear. Good. 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 We, uh, the KSW bank's a little broke at this moment, so we... that's fine. And actually, since I brought up bits, you know, you've you've obviously been around long enough to see a lot of changes. What do you think of things like matches being broadcast on Twitch or people playing online? What do you think about that in the game? Do you like the change? Oh, like I the, love it. This balance or this expansion to online play. I think it it brings uh, with 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 what Twitch brought to every other game. I, I feel like they would be stupid if they didn't do it. Like, I mean, any viewers on there, 
is worth something, you know, and where you can broadcast where I can play a guy in New York sitting in Kentucky or Ohio, wherever, you know, and just it's really just bringing the best players against each other, not just waiting for Gen Con to hope they make it against each other, but, but putting the best players against each other at any given moment, I think, is great for the game. Since we talked about you playing on the internet and you being able to play people in New York, I have to bring it up because there is a degree of infamy surrounding the Russellville internet. How is the internet in your in, in your local area? Is it? It, it is. It is a joke is, that is running. We have the same internet that everybody else has, maybe better. Okay. I have fiber optic right now. It's not. We're not a bunch of rednecks living in trailers. I promise. I mean, right now, look, right now, the, it's uh, Brian Schmidt, I mentioned him again, is the current reigning bad internet title holder. So, yeah, as far as I know, you guys are not in contention to take the title from him anytime soon. No, I, I, have, uh, I have a full gig fiber optic running through my house right now. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's good to hear. We shouldn't lose connection anytime soon unless my yeah. power goes out. So I mean, so far everything's sounding great on this end. I'm hoping the recording comes out great, but I think it sounds great on my end as of right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's great on my end. But yeah, uh, man, I I really just want to like like this community is just amazing. Like it's rare that I play a game. And, like, without this game, I would never met, I mean, you, anybody, outside of Russellville, Kentucky. Like, I never met him, and, like, I just, like, I hope new players are still playing with that. But what I'm trying to say is I want people to understand it's a game. Like, a lot of people get upset. They want to go here. Like, they forget about the community and at large and start thinking about, why didn't I get this? Why didn't I get that? And yeah, when no. we were playing, it was more like, I'm just happy. We were happy for everybody else, if that makes sense. You, does that make sense? No, it, it absolutely makes sense. It's important, I think, for people to remember this is a game. It's designed to be fun when you play it. Exactly. And, sort and, of, it, and, it, and keep that a, perspective in mind. It's a super fun game. Yeah. And it, it was a game that I came about playing in a garage with my best friends who happened to be at the time we we just lucked up to be some of the players that everybody remembers and it's still surreal for people to say that it's just but like I need people to like remember it's a game like don't get upset like don't quit because you're not getting a quote unquote push that you think you deserve like, it'll all come if you're a good player. It, it will get there. You know, if you're there, you will be there. No, yeah, definitely. I agree with those things. I should ask you this. Um, how surprised were you to find out that you'd been picked to join the Hall of Fame? <laughs> oh, my God. I was... Uh... 
I actually work a weekend shift here in Kentucky, and uh, I did not find out till 4.30 in the morning the next day when I was getting up for work when uh, the enforcer actually messaged me and said congratulations on the Hall of Fame, and I had no clue what he was talking about. And uh, I had to look it up on Facebook. I was in total shock and honored. Like, I honestly, I thought everybody had forgot about us. And, like, it was just, I cannot put into words how much it meant, honestly. Like, it, it meant so much to me just that they thought enough about us to put us in something like that. Yeah, now, I know you didn't get to make a Hall of Fame speech not being there. If you were able to make a Hall of Fame speech, what would you oh, want to wow. say? Oh, uh, you put me on the spot. Uh, I mean, look, you're but look, you're a Hall of Famer. You know, <laughs> you're gonna perform. I have confidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd have to pull out some pocket beers and slam them down, and just say thank you to all everybody that. I mean, the three kings, of course, who was in there with me. Everybody that came to our little tournaments in Podunk, Kentucky. John Calais, for sure, for believing in us. Steve Ress, for putting us in the position. Chad Gropek, for making fun of us and riding along with it. Dave and Zach Bruno, for being there at Gen Con 50. I mean, there's, there's more names than I can announce, honestly. I mean, even the KSW Worldwide, you got... God, I mean, Bobby O, Bob Dunn, Ian, like everybody, you know, like without, we lose one of those, none of us are Hall of Famers in my eyes. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up? Any parting oh, words for the audience? Parting words. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank, thanks to the community. Right. You know, like, I mean, this is a great game. It, it made me a lot of friends that I would have never would have made. I've said that earlier. Made me a lot of friends that I will hold forever. Gave me experiences that I never would have experienced. And I guess, one and all, thank you, Steve Rest. For yeah. creating the game that I love still to this day. Yeah, I just want to say I'm glad I had this interview with you. And I, would, I, I don't know when we'll be able to meet again. I don't know if there'll be another grand gathering or Gen Con in the future where we both happen to be together. But I look forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, to seeing you again. Hopefully, you guys, later. Yeah, you guys are all are just a great part of the community, and. Yeah, I wish more people get to know the legendary and the infamous KSW and you know, <laughs> and one of its most important members, Sir Chester okay. the Jester, Mr. Philip Armistead. Thank you for Thank coming you. on the show. Thank you. All right, and with that being said, that's going to do it for this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day. <laughs>